Everybody knows the rules. When it's J time, one guest. J only. Well, hello, Zayden. Sorry to keep you waiting. I, I got stuff to do, but there's a big day tomorrow in Annapolis. I got to prepare. I'm sorry. We were going to tape in the afternoon. I pushed that back. Then it was 7.30, and then dinner came late. By the way, I had a steak tonight that was so good. I was like, honey, what'd you do with this steak? And then I realized my local butcher, Jay, had a selection of actual prime filet mignon steak, the highest caliber of meat. And I was like, no wonder why it was $25 a pound. Jesus Christ almighty. But this is how the rich live, though. Welcome to the 1% Club. Yeah! (laughs) Although, for a $12 steak cooked at home, it was better than any steakhouse steak I've had in a long time. It was crazy tender. I am not the biggest steak lover. I mean, I like steak. But I'm not the biggest connoisseur. But the Kobe steak. That's the best best thing I've ever eaten. Kobe! Of course it is. That's why he was named Kobe. All right. So I'm sick as a dog. We're not going to go forever tonight. It might be a hard, crisp 35 minutes and out. Yeah, and I told you, you got to watch this shit. I told you, this is how it started for your boy. Well, this is why I wish you hadn't told me this. Jay's like, yeah, yeah, my uh, my heart condition started with bronchitis. Do tell. Yes. I, it, it was. It started with a bad cough. Are you were you were you out of breath when you were like walking places? Mm, no, I got. I think this is garden variety bronchitis as okay. spawned by a cold virus. And I'm just a big baby because I, I want it gone in a day or two. But and that's not, they gave you a Z-Pack, right? Is that what they gave you? Z-Pack, but then the doctor stepped it up to a, another antibiotic. But most most bronchitis cases are actually viral. And so antibiotics don't necessarily do anything. That's no. that's what I've been told to believe. But the, the bottom line is it can last a week to two weeks to three weeks sometimes. And so that's, some, yeah. So go ahead. Give me I, some advice. Can I, no, no, I'm not going to give you some advice. I'm going to give you some good news. Oh, okay. So what happened to you? You so had a, so you had bronchitis we, that, that turned into a virus that got into your heart, that fucked with your heart, that caused that, you to have that, high blood pressure. And blood clots and all this shit. Oh, but God. as of yesterday... I am blood clot free. So if we go, if, if we're going to Vegas again, I can fly now. That's the first thing I asked. Hallelujah. First thing I asked. Well, yes, we're we're so. we're already talking about Zave Vegas draft next year. <laughs> Zave Vegas. Would you actually be kind of cool? Yes. Would that you, would be fun. That because would be fun. because at that time of year, it's going to be nice and warm out there, and it's going to be off the charts. Like, it's going to be a huge party. Someone may get shot Pac-Man Jones style all over again. Oh, we don't want that. Stop it. I know we don't want that, but it happens. Speaking of shootings, can we start on that? Because this kid that got shot for the Giants, Corey Ballantyne, you know that oh, story? Yeah. The only way I know it is I saw Idiot Francesa talking about it. and this Right. Belovio, he needs to shut the hell up. They got to get him off the air. He's it, really got to stop. And, of course, he called into Boomer and Geo this morning, basically unhinged, yelling at him, saying, you didn't play the whole clip where I said beforehand, basically, this could happen to anybody. But here's his problem. He 
wants to pretend that just because he said, oh, it could happen to anybody, he's then free to go down the road of insinuating that just getting shot reflects poorly on the Giants or on the player himself, which is it was, victim blaming. But I mean, it was, I don't, were they at a, they were at a party, right? They were, they were at a party at that the, ha- they were at a party that was thrown by the girls soccer team. Ooh, in, what a rager. Yeah, how in the hell do you know that it's going to go down? At a party, I mean, there was other there was other football players there, and somebody rolled up in a car and asked a question. They then drove away, and then they looped back, Jay, and that's when the bullets started ringing out. Who knows who had beef with who? But his best friend died. Right? Yes, I saw that. So, if you're Francesa, you should have the brains to say, "Look, this is obviously terrible." Until we know more. I'm all not we can say a goddamn thing. All we can do is hope for the young man's speedy recovery. Is but, he going to recover? By the way, yes, you know he got he got shot in the glute. That best oh, place to get no, that's right, the the, the cushy part. The yes. best place to get shot, according to Doctor David Chow, Internet Twitter Doctor to the Stars. <laughs> Love that guy. He had a whole breakdown, Jay, on Twitter. It's like the glute has a lot of uh, blood artery arteries and uh, blood veins that go to it, so it's good for recuperating and it's uh, very fleshy. Not a lot of nerves down there. And I'm like, all right, break it down, doctor. All right. And you you've had him on your show, right? More than yes, we have. Okay. And I met all him right, at okay. the Super Bowl. So okay. And you know we'll just gloss over the shady parts of his relationship with Junior Seau and that he got, I think, medically di- disbarred. And I think he also uh, may have been feeding pills to Doctor or to, pills to Junior Seau back in the day. We'll leave that alone. Did you see that thirty for thirty on Seau? Yes. No, was Doctor Chow in it? Doctor Chow was in it. Um, and how did it paint him? As uh, I told you, Junior. Doctor Chow. Wait a minute. Doctor David. Doctor David Chow. Because he was talking about how. Seau declined, of course, as the years went on. He was talking, what's that um, ESPN soccer, Twelman, Twelman, what's his name? Taylor, Taylor Twelman. Taylor Twelman, yes, who became very good friends with Junior Seau. And something very haunting, they were having a discussion. Um, What's his name again? Taylor Twelman. Taylor Taylor Twelman said he had had a header and he think he had a concussion. And he said his head really hurt. And Seau said, dude, I've had a headache since age 15. Oh. So, yeah. Well, that's football for you, right? That's football. That's why we love it. Not really. Anyhow, so, yeah, Francesa's got to just – and, of course, Francesa claimed that Chris Beard was definitely going to leave Texas Tech. Guess what? Just got a new six-year contract. He also said the Giants were definitely not taking a quarterback. they take Daniel Jones. So he's been on this unbelievable tear lately of being dead of wrong. Knowing, yes. Of knowing what? Cut out of knowing me. nothing. Right. And my criticism, like we all get stuff wrong, but the Giants are his nuclear wheelhouse, Jay. I think the Yankees are. Uh, the Giants, too. He's got, he claims he knows the Maras, and he talks all the time about his 40-year relationship you would think he'd have some insight, you, you know, and he has Eli Manning on his show every week, which, by the way, is now over because Eli is afraid he's not going to be the starter next year. 
What do you think? David Jones is going to take his gig? Is he crazy? That guy's uh, going to be out of the league, by the way, in three years. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, whatever. <laughs> Insert, yeah. Daniel Jones, David Jones, he's going to be out of the league in three years. It's Heard uh, it here first. It's a, Mark it down. It's a hell of a gamble, that's for sure. So, anyway, where do you want to begin today? You've got a list of things to get to, so I'll let you take over. Oh, you want to talk John Singleton? Did that, did that resonate with speaking, you at all? Speaking of uh, drive-by shootings, I remember distinctly seeing the movie Boys in the Hood, which put John Singleton on the map with Ice Cube as well. Yes. And it was it, it was a great movie. I remember seeing it when it came out, and Singleton died of a stroke at, what, 55 years old, something like that? High blood pressure, which led to a stroke. Oh, God. Don't tell me about that. Battling my own he, high blood pressure. But 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 uh, boys in the hood, death scene in in the in the community, and you know when I say the community, I know. there are three there are three great death scenes. Uh, James dying on Good Times is probably number three. Uh, number two, uh, Cooley High when Coach Cheese gets beat up and he dies, and number one, boys in the hood when Ricky gets shot running from the alley. That those are the three, without a doubt. Yeah. What was that? What was most significant about Boys in the Hood? Ooh, that it was, it was the first, the first. It was the first gang movie that we had seen. It was the first, first, after, first, after, first hood movie. That, first hood yeah. movie that went mainstream that got critical acclaim. Right. First L. And let me take that back. First L.A. hood movie because. You know, you'd had the Warriors, which was a gang movie, but Dad, the Warriors is the you, uh, yeah, yeah, Warriors. Yeah, not, Warriors, yeah, come on, play with the baseball furies. But it's the first time we from the East Coast saw what the what the West Coast gang life was. Right. Yes. And it so, and it and it, last, and it let us, uh, you know, white kids from the mean streets of McLean, get a sense of what it would be like to live in that environment and how difficult it is to escape those streets. I remember watching the movie in the theater and when Ricky got shot, a lot of people were crying. I yeah. swear to God. And then also when, so when remember ice cube found the guys that did it and they shot him, there was cheering over a murder. I've never Jeez. seen that in a movie since then. Right. Is there, but, is there any way to stop the cycle of violence in the hood? Really? You're going to ask me. <laughs> Hey, you're in politics now. You and your representative need to start, you know, putting forward solutions. No? that's a, You know what? That's a great question because in Baltimore City on Sunday, I believe, there was a cookout where seven people were shot. That's insane. Seven. Not one, not three. Jesus seven. Christ. Seven. We yes. got to stop this madness. I don't. I don't. Oh, well, wait a minute. Speaking we of- do know what the problem is. It's gang problem, gang violence, but we have a district attorney who does nothing to put these people away. That's half the problem. So get rid of her. And I think maybe things will change. So you don't like all the, all views expressed by me. Yeah. You don't like the DA in Baltimore. Oh God. No, no. And she might, and she might run for mayor. Is she the sad part? By the way, your mayor, have we located your mayor yet? (laughs) Week, week four, no sight of Catherine Pugh or healthy Holly. (laughs) Doesn't speak well for Healthy Holly <laughs> when, 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 when she's not been seen 
in four weeks. The feds went to her house last week. Right. The feds went to her house, and Consuela showed up saying, no, no, no. Mayor, <laughs> mayor is not here. Mayor's not cool. here. Consuela and her attorney. <laughs> yeah. So your mayor, the mayor of a major American city. Has not been seen in four weeks. Now, on literally on the run. Not on the run. She's holed up in her lovely uh, 1915 uh, Ashburton home. Oh, she is. I I thought I read one story that said she was actually in another state. Well, what we would say she's been holed up. That's what her attorney said. Are they looking to question her? Uh, I don't know what they came for. I do know that the city council is going forward to steps to oust her. Yeah, because you kind of have to have a mayor showing up for the job on a regular basis. You know, a city does need to be run, and the mayor does have to make decisions. Cities don't run themselves. Mayors are kind of crucial. Really? You think so? I would think so. Now, here's what's going to happen, though. They're going to vote her out. They're going to have a general election. I'm telling you, uh, they're going to have 18 candidates, and then one... Caucasian candidate will win because all the black people will split the vote. Oh God! Just, I'm telling you, you heard again. Heard, heard it here first. first. Again, yes, I can. I, I, it's all it's all right for the making. It's all it's all white for the making. Have no, you had? I, I said I said right for the making. Oh, I thought you said it's all white no, for the making. No. Well, you right should have said that because that's what yeah. it is. It's it's all white for the making. If you slip in there with the divided vote, when was the last time there was a white mayor in Baltimore? Well, there was a guy named Martin O'Malley, and what did he do? Oh, that's he split, right. He split the black vote. How yes. did he do as mayor, though? How was he liked? He was terrible. He was? Okay. He was horrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible mayor. Did he Terrible scam- governor. Yeah. Did he scam any book sales, though? Uh, no, he did not, but allegedly he might have had some extramarital affairs. Oh, well, you know, it's politicians. Who has it? Come Who has on it? now. Right. Okay, uh, let's see. Game of Thrones, is it the greatest show ever? You wanted I, to I ask heard, that question. I heard you and Charge bebopping and scatting about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because you don't really? watch it. You don't watch it. I, I don't watch it. Therefore, am I allowed to even comment on this? Yeah. No? No, totally. There, there's so many great shows. Game of Thrones? I mean. Well, I, let's let's create the TV show Pantheon. The, oh, oh, you know, we love Pantheons. Okay. This is Pantheon-level shows, and I would say in modern, my Pantheon of TV shows includes Game of Thrones, Sopranos, Deadwood, The Office, Breaking Bad. See, That's my Pantheon right there. Now, I know people are going to put, they're going to, people are going to put the- I'm taking Deadwood out. I'm taking Deadwood out. Okay, I'll consider, that's my personal Pantheon, a- a a uh, a consensus pantheon, all right. For lack of a better term, I acknowledge Deadwood is a niche, a niche product, so that's out. Yes, and I yes. acknowledge that The Wire belongs in the pantheon. I just have yet yes. to see it, stem yes. to stern, all the way through. No, you're right with the optics. That that's definitely in the pantheon. Okay, now that's kind of a more vint. Those are more recent shows. Is there okay, anything so when, else that belongs? When is the cutoff? Because is Friends not on this list? No. Well, let before we go deeper backwards in time, 
What else in this current era? Seinfeld is obviously up there as well. But again, I don't want to go backwards. In terms okay, of the sup- Grey's Anatomy has to be in there. Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. Those are the three biggest shows in the last 20 years. Agreed? Whether you like Agreed. them or not, okay. three biggest shows. You can say I you don't exactly like Game right. of Thrones, but the but numbers you know are the staggering Yes. on the show. Okay. What else in that period deserves Pantheon status? Anything? Mad Men. People Not love, a chance. I, uh, no, 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 no. I, I didn't love Mad Men. People watched Mad Men, but for a cable show, Mad Men got numbers. I, I didn't. It wasn't for me. No I'm way. T- it's true. T- I, no. It, it got the same numbers as Breaking Bad. It did. No way. Yes. Mad no Men way. was a huge, huge okay. show. Okay. It you, was a huge show. You keep talking your mess while I look this up. Breaking Bad ratings versus Mad Men. Mad if Men. They're not similar. They're 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 one A and one B. Why Mad Men won't break as big as Breaking Bad? Vulture Magazine, two thousand thirteen. That's, that's some guy from Vulture Magazine. I need numbers, and I'm I'm thinking I'm uh, not that far. Second off. link is Mad Men is the best television show ever. Here's why. That'd be Business <laughs> Insider. Mad Men was a I didn't I never watched one episode. It was a huge show. Why does Mad Men have relatively low ratings? That's a Reddit thread. Uh, do you watch? Do you watch? Uh, uh, what's the the zombie show? No, Walking Dead. That's another huge one. That's another. That's another one in the pantheon. I've never watched episode one. You think Walking Dead's pantheon worthy or not, or just a very popular so. show like Lost was a popular talk show. About it, like okay. yeah, the way people talk about it, it was yes. I'm going right. to. I'm going. I'm going to name another one. You're going to go no. Uh, this is us. That show is huge. That's like NBC's moneymaker. Ah, you just Jay. We're concentrating on the pantheon here. This, these are shows that people talk about the next day. That's what I. These everyone talks about. That. Everyone no. talks about something the next day. Not everybody's talking about Modern Family the next day. No. Okay. People are talking about this is us. People talk. I just go by. So why don't you put media. Big Bang Theory up there as well? Oh God. Yes. Yeah, see, you're grown about that. But nobody talks. But nobody talks about that show. How many people go? If you look on social media after something happens, you will see people talk about Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, This Is Us. I've seen that before. Um, I Mad Men was like the start of that on Twitter. Like Don Draper was the coolest man alive. All right, here we go. Most IMDb most popular TV shows sorted by IMDb rating: Game of Thrones one, Breaking Bad two, Sopranos three, Sherlock. True Detective, Cobra okay, Kai, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a Friends, Black Mirror, Stranger Things, The Office, Peaky Blinders, Westworld, and a bunch of other shit down below. That's just their IMDb rating. That's a lot of shows that nobody or, or nobody's seen on Netflix. Okay. Well, I think it's easier. Pantheon is easier. I think Wire, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. I can live with that, Pantheon. Um putting the wire in there for myself. I did. Let's put the wire in there. I grant wire and Sopranos go with each other and breaking bad and game of Thrones go with each other. What makes game of Thrones so great? That's well, a, a question that, that nobody can and go, well, you got to okay. watch it. Well, I'm not going to watch it. You can't tell me what makes it so great. It can't be that great. I'll tell you what it is. And it hasn't been great, great capital G the last season and a half. But prior to that, it was great because it was so detailed, so vast 
The characters were so interesting. There was all there was this sense of peril that you as a viewer got just sitting there watching it that was palpable. The bad guys were so bad and so evil and the and the and the scenes were so graphic. It was shocking. And so it was the kind of television you never see. And it was fascinating. And you're trying there, to figure what, out all these connections, all these relationships, what's going to happen. The sets were stunning. The CGI was amazing. The costumes were great. There was sex. There was gore. There was, I was going to ask. Yeah. You gotta, I got to have three things. I got to have unintentional comedy. I got to have some there's nudity. No, and, I gotta no, ha- and I got to have some black people. <laughs> well, there's a couple. I mean, you know. <laughs> Technically, the old, the unsullied, there is a whole army of black people. But yeah, um, yeah, the unintentional comedy. There wasn't a whole lot of that. All right, let's okay. uh, let's move on. Jay, you've been uh, expressing frustration as of late <laughs> towards women who want to talk sports. Not women who want to talk sports. I should. So I'm watching something on the interweb, and it would. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I told you, man. I know. You sound like crap. Anyway, it was Gilbert Arenas doing a one-on-one interview with uh, Katie. What is her name? Katie Nolan. No, no, no. Kate, no, no, Christine. Christine, Christine Leahy. Christine Leahy. Who, but let, let's let's not be stupid. Stunning to look at. Smoking hot. Doesn't know the first goddamn thing about sports if you drew it up for him. Oh, my God. So Gilbert is talking about playing Kobe. And Gilbert was going with this story that if you're not, if you don't know basketball, it would make no sense to you. So he talks about playing Kobe. And he said, I told somebody as soon as Kobe's on me, I'm going one four low, which means, of course, one guy at the top handle the ball, four guys mm-hmm. along the baseline. And Katie's sitting there with this look on her face. She has no fucking clue, but she's <laughs> giggling. And I'm like, you have no clue what he's talking about. Don't don't try to act like you're smarter than what you what are. Do you, what do you I, want her to draw up the play for a one-four low isolation she, on a whiteboard? And, but she's laughing and giggling and she knows what the fuck is going on. And it's just angering me. And and I, I, I've noticed it with a lot of... Like uh, what? What's your the ESPN? Uh, oh my God! What's the girl you um, you you tortured her on her knowledge of Susie football? Susie Calvert. Yeah, I've noticed it with her. I've uh, Katie Nolan, um, uh, 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 um, Wolf from CBS. I'm just like I'm getting sick of them. Tracy Wolfson. Talk- Tracy Wilson. I'm just getting sick of them talking sports. Okay, well, let's see. I, well, women, let's... In, women in general. I don't like them on TV anymore. They serve no purpose. Except in, they're pretty. That's in it. sports. That's all, the, that's all they serve. It's where, pretty. Where do our female, where do our sisters have a seat at the sports table, Jay? In media. Ser- serving the food. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they have. The, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to give you this. Just on I'm some Neanderthal. You know though who is my favorite analyst? Doris Burke, without a doubt. I love oh, oh, Doris Burke. God. Doris Burke knows more about that. Doris, my wet dream for watching a game would be uh, Mike Green doing the play by play, and then Hubie and Doris Burke doing color. That w- I would have a Woody for days. Just Doris, listen to those three. Doris, Doris Burke is awesome. Doris Burke is fine. But everyone falls all over themselves to praise her. 
so they can wrap themselves in woke glory. Do you think I give a damn about what I just said about being woke? No. She's good. She's good. She's good, but she's not better than, say, Kevin McHale. Yes, she is. No, she's not. Yes, she is. Kevin yes, McHale played Kevin in the McHale league. Kevin McHale just, just tells blovial stories. <laughs> like, do you like Mark Jackson? Mark uh, Jackson says a lot. I kind of like Mark Jackson. I don't like Weber. This. I, oh, I, Weber's the worst. No, no, Weber's the worst. Okay. I tell you what. Ben Gundy, by the way, also. Ben Gundy is spectacular. Yeah. No, that, that the A team is fantastic. But Doris Burke is okay. in that upper echelon to me. Okay. she hot to you or what? Not that it matters, but she's got something. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. I'm not saying she, you know, she's my be all end all, but every time I see her, I go, she's a little snickety. Okay. She's a little bit Brienne of Tarth, but then again, you wouldn't know that because it's a Game of Thrones reference. It's like like Sarah Spain. Don't like her, but I but she's kind of pretty. Do you want to pour one out for ESPN the magazine who's going oh. dark in September? I know. So is, did we find out if the undefeated is still around? Still around. Okay. Yes. How long for, before Sports Illustrated bites the bullet? God, I hope not. Yeah, they're trying to sell sports. The Meredith Group, which is the ownership group that owns that property, was trying to sell it. And it really wasn't worth much because print magazine advertising, not that lucrative. I, I can remember a time where I had like 19 subscriptions. Inside Sports, Sport Magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wrestling Sporting, Observer. Sporting News. Sporting News. Baseball News, Prospectus. Yes. Baseball Prospectus. Um, <laughs> oh, what was it? Street and Smith? Street, Street and Smith. Smith. Street and Smith was like, it was like Christmas when that would come because I'd check out, who are the top recruits? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Street and Smith was my Bible. Yes. Do you know that uh, ESPN, or so ESPN the magazine, the best thing they ever gave us was the body issue. And I was, I just Google searched a bunch of body issue photos, soccer players, Alex swimmers. Morgan, I think it was on that one. That you, oh, yeah. Even basketball players, Jay, like, uh, actually, uh, not basketball, but Sue Bird and Megan Rapino are a couple. Uh-huh. Yes, they are. So, Wait a minute, did they have, did they have one with Skylar Diggins? I wish they had one with her. Yeah. Look it up. Oh. Okay. I'll check that out. Yeah, I'm sure it's on the internet. There's a there's a picture of a naked Sue Bird with her arms on the shoulders of a naked Megan Rapino, also naked, in a jungle setting with some fog, and it is hot. Sue Bird fan? Yes. I'm a fan. Okay, me too. No, e- no, no, I'm good. Yeah, fan. E- even better is Allie Krieger posed nude. In the body issue. Don't forget that Caroline Wozniacki posed nude. I do remember. I do in remember. In the body that issue. One. Hope Solo. Did a lot. Hope Solo posed nude in the issue. Be- Serena Williams Serena posed Williams, yeah. nude in the issue. But no Jenny Finch. Uh, God, I don't think so. Oh, that would have been Christmas come early. That would have been something. That, that was the best thing ESPN the magazine gave us. Otherwise, it was this oversized magazine that didn't fit in any rack anywhere, right? So if you wanted a neat stack of magazines on your end table, good luck with ESPN because it was way too big. And the paper was a was a, a was a crappy sort of matte finish paper they printed it on. Was not a fan. 
I don't think I ever read three ESPN the magazines. Like three, there were there was never three right. covers that I was like, "Ooh, I gotta buy that for this." Never. Right. Well, they're Sports hook. Illustrated. Yeah. Other, another, another story. ESPN the magazines hook was, you know, we're not gonna tell you who won the game. We're gonna tell you what's next. So remember they had the who's next issue. I every was gonna year? say the who's next issue. Yeah. Yes. And it's yeah. always funny to look back as to who they thought was gonna be next, and there are certain players that like stunk. What what was the guy that Mel Kuyper said couldn't miss? Jimmy Clausen. Uh, Jimmy Clausen. I bet he, you said, he was next. He said if Jimmy Clausen is not successful, I'll quit. Did he quit? Uh, no, no, he did not quit. No. Um, how, is your team going to make the playoffs because Jay, of the I wonderful could, draft? I could just spend all kinds of time looking up athletes that posed for the body issue. <laughs> Give me another one. Okay, there is a soccer gal, um, Polynesian gal with a lot of tattoos. Oh, is it a black chick? I thought she was a black chick. Eh, maybe she's black. Maybe she's mixedfolks.com. Mix, she okay. might be mixedfolks.com. Yeah. And I'm looking at her picture right now, and I can't see who it is. Doggone it. It's a, Oh, I, it's under Sista Sports. S-I-S-T-A. So she's black so chick. She, yeah. I remember, I remember this one, yes. she. I think she dated... Someone, uh, some basketball player, if I remember correctly. Well, but then they, but then they had like. Prince don't they all Fielder. date basketball players? Hot That's chicks. true. But then she had like Prince Fielder in it. And, I mean, I'm not checking to see Prince Fielder, nor do I care <laughs> to have Prince Fielder in my in my. Uh... Oh, that one didn't send me the right way. Now it's killing me. I got to find out who this is. But yeah, okay. So ESPN the magazine, and did you hear about the Mighty 1090 Sports Radio Station? In San Diego, gone. Oh, your boy. Belly up, You're... done. Scott Kaplan uh, says he's gonna he's got a plan in place to resurrect the station with all the talent on it. They were the number one sports station in San Diego, but they lost their lease on their tower, which was located in Mexico, and therefore they went kaput. Unbelievable. Well, you used to you would always uh, do. What was his name? Uh, Lee, Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Escondido, what? talk to me. Inland Empire, where are you today? Let's talk That's... Chargers. I used to do that open all the time, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. Lee Hamilton's opening 15 minutes at 4 o'clock when I was a college student and just out of college in Santa Barbara, California, where that signal would bounce effortlessly over the open ocean, because, you know, AM radio goes far. And, of course, the, the tower being in Mexico allowed 690 at the time. Then it became 1090. It allowed 690 to just crank the power, Jay, on that antenna as high as they wanted. Because they were not under uh, regulations by the FCC? Because Correct. they were in Mexico? Is yeah. That, okay. Yeah. And so their their rally cry on air was... From Baja, Mexico to the Colorado Rockies, it's the mighty 690. Hell of a station. Done. And now they're belly up. Belly up, bunch of hosts, producers, update guys looking for work. And and you say to yourself, Jay, thank God I fled the industry. I I was uh I was looking at someone uh on Twitter talking about how they lost their job and they're looking for business work in the business. I wanted to say, if you're under 25 and you're in this business, get out quickly, get out now, 
build build something that'll have lasting and residual value when you're 50. I, I mean, and so, and a... some portability. That's the other thing. Sports radio has very little portability. If you are an accountant or a lobbyist or a salesperson or an engineer or a plumber or whatever, you can go do that anywhere. Sports radio, you got to be from the town that you're in, right? It's hard right. to be a transplant somewhere else, which I say with hesitation, knowing what's going to happen in the next five days. Whoops. But 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 it's but but it's different. It is different. Are, it's you possible. Kind of fabric. You you I know. you have woven yourself into the fabric of that town. True. But it's difficult so, though. It's difficult though. Like let's say that I didn't have that, and you let's would be say screwed. that. It, yeah, and let's say screwed. that let's say that my wife and I are like we want to move somewhere west. It's doable in certain markets, but I can't walk into Philly or New York or Boston and say, "Hey, listen to my demo tape. I'm really good at talking sports," and have them huh. go, "God, yeah, you really are. We're going to hire you," because they're going to say, "Yeah, what do you know about Boston? Nothing." It's, we have a guy, uh, so Joe Angel and Fred Manfred, who were the Orioles' voice for like the last the 30 years. Recently retired Joe Angel? Yes, Joe Angel. So Joe Angel, uh, he was the last. Manfred retired like three years ago. Angel literally retired this year, just said, up, I'm up and done. Hasta la vista. And, Hasta la vista. Le, pelota. Uh, pelota. <laughs> I, liked, um, I liked Joe Angel's calls. Joe Angel, one of the funniest dudes, because, of course, I produced the game, so I'd spent a lot of time with Joe. And he was ah. hysterical, hysterical, hysterical and funny and was the quarterback for one rental James Simpson in high school. Get out. Yep. Yeah, and it, like the first time I met him, I said, I heard a rumor that you were OJ's quarterback. And he said, well, all I did is hand the ball off and watch him run. That's it. That was my whole job. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so there's this new guy who is now uh, – Jim Hunter is the main guy. There's this new guy. And uh, we have this – me and a couple other guys who – beat writers. We have this long text chain that we've been for a while. Yeah. And none of us like the new guy. And it, he, he's a no-win situation when you come in. For someone new, I mean, I mean, for someone old, you're in a no-win situation. You have to be so outstanding to win everybody over. And guess what? But, and guess what? They're they're the the way the game is nowadays. The game, the way the industry is now, they're not really even looking for quality. Quality is just not a question. even a key consideration. Do you like the Carol Lawson switch over Shanair? Are you happy about that? No, me either. Me either. And, and, and I like Carol Lawson on, on women's basketball. I do too. But she offered nothing that Phil Chenier didn't offer on the NBA. I have a philosophical core belief, and this goes to your girl Doris Burke as well. It's important to have a guy who played in the NBA to comment about the NBA. 98% of the time, you are exactly right, which is, which is, with, which is my beef with uh, what's your name on uh, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Jessica Mendoza. Oh, yeah. That's still the worst. As I said before, it's like having the world ping pong champion do Wimbledon. It's sort of the same. It's sort of the same, yeah, but not really. It's hitting a ball over a net. How much different yes. does it need to be? Right, right. She played softball, which is a very hard thing to do is hit a, a, a fast pitch softball. But it's not baseball. It's not overhand. You don't see the curve. You don't see the drop. You don't see the sink. A little bit different. By the way. 
softball is way different than baseball. It's I mean, a, the, the bases way are smaller. Yeah, different. it's the whole thing, right. The way you see the ball is different. Seeing a ball from someone's hip is a little bit different than seeing the ball come out of someone's hand who can hide it differently. It's how about the how about the fact that most high level softball games are one nothing, two one, almost always. That no hitters no hitters in college softball are commonplace when you get a good pitcher on the mound. And by the way, she can pitch nineteen games in a row. Right, they got rubber arms. That's yeah. another thing right there. The game is vastly different. Yes, but the, here's the thing, and they'll all make an exception about Jessica Mendoza. So fucking she's hot. She's very pretty. I was going to say, she's very pretty. She's not just That's... hot. She's so friendly. She's so ebullient. Her smile lights up a room. She seems so fun and friendly. How? How can I be bad? There it is. Boom, Jay. Sydney LaRue. Sydney LaRue, yes. Sydney boom, LaRue. bing, Google, bang, Google, she, boom. She's either married to or she's, oh, Sydney LaRue. She's married to somebody. Wait a minute. I have to, we live in 2019. I don't have to guess. Sydney LaRue, L-E-R-O-U-X. I know she's married to or dating someone. Oh, my God, she's hot. Yeah. Nope, I was wrong. Dom Dwyer, but she was dating someone at the time. Don Dwyer is another soccer player who looks like a dork. <laughs> she dated she dated some baseball or football player at, at one point. Sydney yeah. LaRue is smoking hot, yes. Yeah, she's not not too shabby right there. Mixfolks.com, I'm sure. All not, right. Not that that matters to anyone. Any thoughts on the James Harden flopping issue in the NBA? I hate watching James Harden play basketball because it goes against everything I love. Because a lot of, but the one thing I will say on James's behalf, you can't referee games one way and then in the playoffs referee them another way. Do you think the Rockets didn't get the respect they deserved in game one? They went to the line 29 times. That's a lot of times. Yeah, they think they should have gone more. And the L2M report, Jay, said there was three fouls that oh. should have been called on Golden State that weren't, including Golden Boy's sixth and disqualifying foul. When he kind of poked them in the eye or something like that? Not that called. The one? Yeah, when well, he yeah. should have knocked them out of bounds. I just think that we're in an age now where it's impossible to ref these games because the jump shooters are so good at tricking the refs. It's hard to tell. Did he kick his legs out or not? Did he float forward? And, you know, like his landing zone, he might look like he's landing straight down, Jay, but there's a number of... I watched a ton of GIFs on this, or GIFs, and it's all different shapes and sizes. Sometimes guys jump up and they float forward, and they land in the defender zone, and it's not a foul. Other times, the defender definitely undercuts the landing area, and it should be a foul. It's not called. There's flopping going on as well. Can we quickly talk about your your other adopted city, how they're going to go down in five, I think? Fuck Milwaukee. you. The Milwaukee Bucks are winning just, tonight. They, no, they're not. They Going don't have enough. To... <laughs> they don't have enough to compete with Boston. Okay. You're a, you're a prisoner of the moment. I'm not a prisoner of the moment. Giannis is great, but he has no Robin. They have no Robin. It would help to have a number two, but they also played shitty defense in game one, and that's not going to happen in game two. They're defensively. Yeah. Giannis wins MVP for me, so I'm not saying anything bad about You're not Milwaukee ripping him. Or, yeah. you know, well, there's a lot to be said for being battle-tested 
in the and playoffs. Not, and they have not been battling. And he they haven't to have as adversity. a team. Right. right. He needs to have his piston. Michael yeah. Jordan, and he hasn't had it yet. But I love Giannis because he does not give a F about this being friends with anyone. He could care less. I love it. I yeah. love it that he's like, F you. We're not shaking hands after the game. We're not exchanging jerseys. I'm here to kill you. And that's it. I like it. He's, he's probably my second favorite player in the NBA. Yeah. Well, uh, one uh, one guy said it to me. It's like 2011 when the Brewers were great and they ran into the the Cardinals and lost in the NLCS because the Cardinals were just better. That, that was year. CC. That's when they got CC, right? That was the one year of CC. Randall Braun was the MVP. Uh, Fielder was on that team, and they they uh, they ran into a hotter Cardinals team at the time that was just more experienced. This might be the same thing. With the Boston Celtics. Speaking of baseball, and then we'll start to wrap it up here. Do you have an FTG for the week, by the I, way? I, I, I wish I did. I don't. I'm sorry. I was you, can, you can listen to mine and comment on mine if you want. Oh, yes. I'd love to. Thank you. All right. Before we get to fuck that guy, I was watching... Oh, I was watching a special that came on after whatever channel I was on watching some sporting event. I think it was... Uh, <laughs> I know that's very vague, isn't it? <laughs> it was some girl with the blue dress. What <laughs> one of these cable channels? It was a. It was basically a homage to Tiger Stadium, oh. and all the old Tiger ball players through the years. Okay. By the way, that's one of my favorite stadiums because the sound of the bat hitting the ball was different than anywhere else. I guess it was the three deck. But it, I love Tiger Stadium the way the the way the ball would sound. Yes. Right, and it was it was amazing. And they had, of course, footage of the bird and Jack Morris. You know, Jack Morris got a his first start in the bigs when Mark the Bird Fidrich couldn't go. He was a late scratch because of his ongoing oh. elbow problems. And Jack Morris said he got a standing boo when they announced because everyone came to the park wanting to see the sensation that was Mark Fidrich. I, and by the way, I remember watching Mark Fidgers on Monday Night Baseball, I believe, with my mother. Right. Monday Night yes. Baseball, kids. That yes. was, used to be a thing back in the day. So so Hall of Famer Jack Morris is like, yep, I remember my first my first start at Tiger Stadium, a standing boo, because Fidrich got scratched and it was me instead who nobody knew because it was his call-up from the minors. Anyway. Love, so, love so, Jack Morris, by the so, way, too. So I'm watching this piece, and of course they've got all the great – Tigers from yesteryear, including the uh, the second baseman shortstop combo that uh, Whitaker and Trammell. Exactly, and they're showing all the old Tigers and da 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 da. And it dawned on me, Jay, as I thought about the glory that was baseball back in the day. Why do we seem to remember the players more? Why do we identify with them as like the golden age and whatnot? Baseball cards. That's part of it. But there's actually something even simpler. Oh, do tell. Go ahead. They were almost all Americans. <sighs> almost all Americans. Think about it in 1984. How many true international players were there? Not many. So you had all I'm American players that you could identify with. And yes, there was and if more they, and if they were, if American they were black Rican, players 
Yeah, and they might have been Puerto Ricans, but there there wasn't the international influx, which is now 30%, 40% of the game, and nothing wrong with those players. Many of them quickly assimilate, and they become as American as apple pie, and we love them for their great baseball. But you go back and look at the 80s, and you're like, oh, yeah, they were all American guys. I get it. That's why I can easily I, identify with them. I'm really trying to think of, like you were just saying, the best Hispanic. I'm uh, like... Dave Concepcion, uh, Sixto Lescano for you Milwaukee Brewer fans. I'm sure. Trying, um, I, like Mario Soto. Those are like the, those, But wouldn't was, you have, you'd have many. No, you're right. You'd have no, one, right. you'd have one per team basically. Maybe one or two, but you know what? It started like the, like the, the Red Sox would have, the Red Sox would have Louis Tiant and there's your right. guy. Who was Cuban who'd been here forever. The so, Dodgers would have Fernando Valenzuela and well, there's your right. guy. But it, but it was, oh, what was uh, oh, what was the third baseman they had? Oh, they had a, oh, the Dodgers had a third baseman who was Latin, and of course I can't think of his. But as you said, it wasn't. It was three at. The, I don't remember the Orioles having any at some at some point. No Latin players whatsoever. Yeah, the Red Sox rarely had after Tion, rarely had a a uh, Hispanic player. The only team I remember that stuck the Blue Jays, I think, had an academy. And the Dominican, and that started the influx with the Blue Jays, Alfredo right. Griffin, things like George Bell, people like that. All right, let's wrap it up with FTG. Here we go. All right. Stand by, Jay. Can't hear the music. Can't hear the music. Don't know why the road podcast doesn't guy. deliver the music down the line. Should. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, my Fuck That Guy of the Week goes to one Steve Smith Sr., former Baltimore Raven, former Carolina Panther. He went on a tirade about Josh Rosen unfollowing the Cardinals on social media right before he was traded to the Dolphins, basically implying like, hey, don't be a baby, man. You should you should be willing to compete for the job. Hey, Steve. Did you see the Cardinals' social media accounts? It was all Kyler Murray all the time. Like, it was wall-to-wall Kyler Murray. What guy is going to go, yeah, I want to still see this in my feed? Besides, Rosen knew that he was already traded, basically, and he's just decided, you know what? Okay, it's done. I'm going to unfollow, and I'll follow my new team. And then when he lands with the... Uh, you know, the Dolphins, he has this nice, heartfelt message. Welcome to Miami. Yes, very, and it was totally yes. classy. He even stayed around for Larry Fitzgerald's charity softball game softball in Arizona game. and won the MVP and got a standing ovation. Sometimes, Steve Smith, just because you can go on a rant doesn't mean you should go on a rant. You were so off base on that, bro. You are the FTG of the week. I hated him when he was here. I hated Steve Smith. Really? He was just always angry about something. I he he couldn't get over Carolina releasing him. I never liked Steve Smith. Hell of a player. He was a tough SOB. Hell of a player though. Tough yeah, but God, he was a pain in the ass to deal with. <laughs> and authored one of the great put down lines ever. Ice up, son. Ice up. I can't remember what it was. Oh, which one was it? He had like a hundred of them. Oh yeah, a lot of them. But that, that was my favorite. Ice up, son. Eyes up, but otherwise, fuck him. All right, Jay, uh, I hope I don't die of this bronchitis. I'll try to take it easy You're as I can. You're not going to die. You'll be, but just, okay. just don't have them giving you antibiotic at the antibiotic. Okay. The doctor got to step it up at some point. All right, very good. Jay, good to talk to you. Thanks, brother. See you next week.
See you next week. Bye-bye. All right, that'll do it for me. That's more than enough. God, I got to get healthy. Say your prayers for me. This sucks, bronchitis, the worst. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure to download the ZabeCast app. It's very convenient for all of our ZabeCast episodes. Send me feedback, zabe at yahoo.com, positive, negative, and everything in between. Trust me, you won't hurt my feelings. Maybe a little, but probably not. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. (laughs) 